Hello and welcome to this uh, special podcast uh, that we are doing uh, powered by Bloomberg Quint Brand Studio and uh, brought to you by Vazirex on Vazirex uh, OTC, the perfect platform for the H&I investor. And to help us uh, decode this topic today, we have Shubham Kejriwal, who is OTC Desk Executive at uh, Vazirex. Uh, welcome, uh, uh, Shubham, and thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Ivor. Thank you for having me here. Well, Shubham, I wanted to start out by really delving a little bit uh, into the HNI part of crypto investing. And that is because uh, as part of this platform, we've spoken a lot about crypto investing, different issues related to it, security, do's and don'ts, all you need to know, etc. Right. But when it comes to HNIs, HNIs are a very different uh, breed of uh, investors, not just because of the amounts they invest, but uh, because uh, HNIs often often have the best expertise in the world also when it uh, comes to investing because of the sheer health uh, that they have. So do you see crypto investing becoming a key asset class for HNIs too? Uh, sure. Uh, so HNIs, if we look at HNIs, it's uh, very, very different from what we experience with the retail investors. For retail investors, the purpose, the motive to invest in crypto is fairly different than what HNIs come into crypto for. So starting from retail investors, they do enter crypto to make some extra bucks or because they believe in a project, they they want to be a part of the decentralized revolution. But for HNIs, it has been a bit different, like the key driving factors for them. So like we know, US recently announced their inflation data, which was highest in the last 40 years. And uh, as we know, all most of the crypto assets are anti-inflationary. So HNI is uh, starting from hedge against inflation to safeguarding from any monetary or fiscal crisis. Also, they look into crypto investing as a passive source of income via trading and holding. Given the high volatility in most of the crypto assets, they do set up some APIs or trading bots on various exchanges and they they are all in for it. And like you also mentioned, HNIs do have more expertise and they have access to wealthier fund managers and derivative traders. So HNIs... They generally don't invest directly and we don't experience HNIs coming in, signing up and depositing crores of rupees in Indian exchanges. What we have observed uh, more or less is like they reach out via trust fund or they set up uh, set up a different exchange ID and then they try and create a fund out of it. And uh, they have various strategies in place for trading in crypto investments. But crypto is becoming a main class assets for HNIs because of all the benefits and advantages. Certainly, I think, uh, you know, it, you're, you're very right when you say that, right? Because HNIs, I don't think, are, are so interested in the decentralized aspect of it, uh, etc., right? They are they're very, very focused on uh, uh, returns, uh, etc. And I think when you say that HNIs are now uh, more interested in crypto, I think it also uh, lends uh, far more legitimacy uh, to uh, crypto. But coming down specifically to India... Uh, what do you see the HNI mindset in India really? Because you're, you're really uh, dealing with HNI investors. And uh, what do you think about the entire regulatory uh, issues? Because uh, the government is not very clear. Do you see HNI is really worried about? What do they tell you, Shubham? Sure. So HNIs in India versus HNIs across the world. That's a huge shift in demography, if I would, if I can say that. But uh, HNIs in India, like my personal experience, like we cannot classify HNIs in India into one bucket. We have HNIs who are CXOs, CFOs across various big exchanges, various big listed companies. We have HNIs who are retail businessmen from Surat, from Ahmedabad, and we also have HNIs who 
who are startup founders or who who just manage their family wealth funds which uh, which they which the family has passed on as a hereditary so hni in india it's it gets very difficult for me to classify hni into one bucket but the one thing which stays common to all the hnis is the due diligence that happens in uh, across all the indian funds before investing the amount of due diligence they invest in the amount of professional services they seek it's a uh, it's beyond what uh, you and me would have done before investing investing any rupees into any of the crypto assets so that is the biggest uh, change which i have seen amongst the indian hnis and also to add on the regulatory framework regulatory framework has been a matter of concern for hnis before they invest in and generally they have some professional advisors with them who help who help them take the decisions but uh, currently there is no proper governance across the regulatory side of it in india but uh, there is a generally accepted principle which uh, uh, investors have been following widely and uh, that has been going along but uh, a lack of regulatory governance has actually led uh, investors to take a step back from investing like uh, we have seen a lot of individual hnis and fund managers and uh, trust funds coming and setting up their accounts but corporates and mainstream companies and corporate treasuries they are still a bit concerned because of the auditing concerns they might have to face at the year end so regulatory has been holding back a lot of hnis in india from investing well it's certainly understood uh, about corporates right uh and again corporates uh, are uh, very risk averse uh, etc and uh, when even if they understand if if there are audit issues that they foresee that is something they will not know even even though cfos may be very interested now tell me something and maybe this is completely anecdotal uh but uh, i i certainly understand it when you say that uh, cxos of uh, large organizations uh startup founders entrepreneurs etc are uh, hnis who are uh, very interested in investing but do you see a great amount of in- interest even from bnc class cities because uh, these are you know traditionally um, people who may not have the same kind of uh, access or understanding of crypto uh, that's uh, that's there with some of the cxos etc uh from cities like like i mentioned from cities like surat like business oriented cities we have seen uh, an expressed interest especially from the western side of the country surat ahmedabad gandhinagar mumbai and uh, these are mostly from the business community and uh, what i believe is the driving force for them joining crypto is the word of mouth influence one of them started and uh, everyone just followed the path because for a businessman at the end of the day it matters is like how much turnover they are having and how much profits they are making so these are one of the most active traders across the indian exchanges that we see on a regular basis specifically in the inr market they might not be more active on metaverse projects or they might not be decoding a lot of technical aspects of the things but with uh, they know they know how to trade they know how to make money out of it they, these are traditional stock investors who who had uh, their time in the dalal street back in 1990s and 2000s and now they are riding the crypto wave all along that's really fascinating uh, shubham you know to because i think they are also who are very careful they i think uh, i think they are very street smart uh, these kind of uh, investors you know so i think a lot of uh, listeners would be very fascinated uh, by that but i want to come down to otc trading now and uh, can you explain a little bit more about over the counter trading and why if uh, somebody is an hni investor or a corporate also why is this so important for them sure 
सो फॉर ओ टी सी इट स्टैंड फॉर ओवर द काउंटर ट्रेडिंग एंड ओवर द काउंटर ट्रेडिंग इज जनरली फॉर ऑल द हाई वॉल्यूम ट्रेडर्स सो वॉट हैपन्स एज एन हाई वॉल्यूम ट्रेडर वी एज रिटेल इन्वेस्टर वी नेवर फेस दिस इश्यू वे नेवर यू वॉन्ट टू बाई यू एस डी टी और बिटकॉन और एनी क्रिप्टो वी कैन गो टू एनी एक्सचेंज एंड देर आर ओपन ऑर्डर टू फुलफिल आर दिमांस इवन इफ यू वॉन्ट टू बाय और सेल बट सपोज यू आर सेटिंग विथ टेन टेन करोर वर्थ ऑफ रुपीज एंड यू वॉन्ट टू बाई इन्वेस्टेड इन टू बिटकॉइन सो नो नन ऑफ द एक्सचेंजेस एक्चुअली हैज दैट मच ओपन ऑर्डर on their order book at any given point of time so hnis either have two routes like they can keep an open order on the exchange and wait for the orders to fulfill or they have to have a slippage loss where they keep on crashing the prices and they keep on buying and it's a long process you have to pool in liquidity across various exchanges you have you, you have to reach out to market makers and based on all the, all the long process we finally end up having this so hnis do come to otc to mitigate this risk which is uh, access to deep liquidity plus uh, they get a handhold of uh, they don't have to face the slippage losses that's the way i tend to see at the profits if you want to sell btc on any indian exchange and if you sell millions worth of btc so you will end up crashing the market on that particular exchange maybe momentarily but you have to face the loss to have an instant settlement but with otc you can directly get hands on access to all the all the deep liquidity and these orders generally don't are not open on exchanges because uh, because if you see an open order on exchanges the retailers have a behavior to outbid you and it will take more time for you to execute but otc is like we are matching hnis to hnis and uh, they don't have to go through the slippage loss or uh, have the risk of uh, retailers outbidding you and wait for 2 hours to get the trades executed well what about uh, security uh, etc right i mean liquidity is certainly very very uh, uh, crucial and i think uh, from what you said it also makes it uh, cheaper for them to trade but what about security and are there also other bespoke uh, features that uh, exchanges like wazirx uh, otc provides uh, to hnis because hnis again when it even when it comes to banking right wealth management is very different from traditional retail banking Uh, investment banking is is very different etc so what about it on the wazirx uh, otc side uh, so for hnis the common practice is they don't keep their crypto lying on any of the exchanges like whenever they have a trade they tend to withdraw the crypto and they store it in some hard wallet or they take it to a different uh, decentralized wallet in general they don't keep it with exchanges because exchanges uh, like keeping that much amount with exchanges is again riskier for any of the hni so none of the hnis we have seen keep their uh, crypto assets on any of the exchanges they do invest in a hard wallet a trezor wallet maybe and they generally withdraw the assets but uh, from a security point of view like uh, the otc wallet and the exchange wallets are merged for wazirx and we have the utmost level of security as you know uh, we have support from binance and uh, we 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 tend to offer the same level of security as binance does and uh, that that actually helps us with it okay uh, finally uh, shubham i wanted to ask you obviously wazirx otc is is one of the uh, services what specific benefits does the wazirx over the counter uh, offer really as compared to competitors and also what happens to the hnis is i believe just like uh, any other asset class the breadth of options is really what uh, uh, attracts them what are the tokens that can be traded so really you know what is it that you all provide specially to hni investors uh, when they come to wazirx uh, otc uh, 
ஆர்ஸ்ட்ரோடிசிஸ்ட்ரோடிசிஸ்ட்ரோடிசிஸ்ட்ரோடிசிஸ்ட்ரோடிசிஸ்ட்ரோடிசிஸ்ட்ரோ
for explaining to us more about the OTC aspect of Bazirx and why it is a great option for H&I investors. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for bringing in uh, your uh, insights and helping explain to our uh, viewers uh, today, uh, our H&I viewers, uh, why exactly they should uh, look at this option. Thank you. Thank you, Albert. Thank you so much.